Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. World outside your window may not be great, but here on Poster Recaps, everything is having marital problems. I am one of your hosts, Jason Reed. Uh, with me is the scroll that's never dull, Sasha Joseph. Sasha, how are you doing? I know a J name did not just call me a scroll. <laughs> okay, let's be serious. <laughs> oh my god, or maybe I am the scroll that just like dies. At the end of this episode, because I'm tired of it. I'm here, but this should have been a movie. Let's just say that. I mean, you mean the series as a the series as a yes. whole should have been a movie? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I can... I'm tired. Okay, I'm tired. Go ahead, girl. Give us nothing. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that argument. This this episode was the shortest of them all so far at 30 yes. 36 minutes with credits. So I, I mean. The way, the, the way credits oh work right now it's like probably 30 minutes of actual content yeah um which was but i will say for as short as it was it did give a lot but it also i don't know it also it felt like a lot but then it wasn't a lot at the same time which i don't know how to explain that more eloquently but there were some things that left me he- head scratching a little bit and some things that uh gave questions for the future um I'm really hoping that we can come in and really knock this thing out uh, at the end and really make it worth our while um, to really give us something that, that, you know, was impactful and was something that we would enjoy. Don't get me wrong. I am, I am enjoying what we're getting. It's just not spectacular. Right. Which, which is a lot of these Disney plus series uh, that for the most part. I would say. Yeah, and, and I must say, I feel like I've been higher on the other one, so I, I, maybe I'm not being fair, but I just, I feel that there are so many high caliber actors in this movie. It, it, oh my god, in this <laughs> show. Okay, Sasha, get it together. In this show, and I, what are we doing, Marvel, right? Like, what is the reason for this show? That's what I think I'd like to know. Okay. Not I'm I I am not wanting to channel my inner Bob Iger. <laughs> so let me let me make it clear that I'm still enjoying everything and I'm in it every week. Um and I'm excited to watch each episode as well. I just what's the end game? 
No okay. pun intended. No pun intended. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Roberta Iger. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, speaking of the Bob Iger, you know, of it all, we did get the comment from him. That's like, you know, the box he's, I think he's really kind of throwing the Disney plus series under the bus saying yes. that, you know, the reason that the box office has been so disappointing for the Marvel movies has been because we have these Disney plus series going on, which honestly, I I really don't agree with at all. I would say yeah, the, the reason for box office disappointments are because the quality has not been up to snuff in both the TV series and the movie, um, you know, offerings that we've gotten. I just, I don't see where he, you know, comes off as thinking that because there are so many series, the box office is, is disappointing. I don't, I really don't understand that logic. Which again, makes no sense, right? Like if these folks took a second, um, they bought ABC, so he should know about this, but S.H.I.E.L.D. was like the biggest thing ever in between the movies. And I enjoyed it because I was like, oh, I get to like learn more. I get to stay with the, stay with the characters, even if they're only in name, right? But I, I get to kind of be in the universe while I wait. Because y'all are taking seven years for one movie to come out. And then the quality is not the best. And here's my personal, um, here's my personal thing is that I feel that I'm not connecting with the characters in the same way as I did in the the previous uh, phases. That's why I feel like all and and the quality is obviously not the best. Um, but I feel like I'm not connecting with them as well. I don't. Like, for the Avengers, right? Like, we knew Iron Man. We knew Captain America. So we could wait forever because those characters, I think, felt like we've known them forever. Like, it makes sense. They're, quote, unquote, mainstream characters versus, I think, these ones. Give me more. Give me, like, something to get excited about. And, like, why are we getting one-off films and then we're never hearing from them again? That I think that's what's not, like, getting me to connect with these people. Yeah, it's the cohesion, right? Because yes. in the first part of the of the Marvel Cinematic Universe phases one through three, right? We felt a sense of connection. We felt connectivity between all the different properties. Because you wouldn't even go a couple movies without seeing our trio of Downey, Evans, Hemsworth. We yeah. were seeing something out of them to connect each movie to each other. But now we have these properties like that are that are number one, leaving us on semi cliffhangers, right? If I mm-hmm. think about Eternals as as bad a movie as eternals is it left us on a on a big kind of cliffhanger we had some of our heroes taken away and we've like what's what's going to happen to these people but we're not going to figure out what's going to happen to them for another if if that's a big if we get another Mm -hmm. eternals movie in many years right we leave off on spider-man uh i I, no way home right big new status quo for peter parker we're not going to see peter parker for another three four years in the phases before we felt like we were going to get answers within a year right within the next movie we would find out what this person's up to what's happening we're just getting left off on these on these things because there's the movies with these people are so few and far between shang chi left us on a big cliffhanger with uh featured captain marvel hulk talking about shang chi's uh you know the the rings and they have this big uh part to play that was Years ago, and we Where still have no idea. Where the is Shang-Chi? Has yeah. he been sucked into a new snap that I didn't know about? 
Right. No hide nor hair of Shang-Chi or what the meaning of the rings are. Yes. And by the time we get to those answers, we're going to forget about it and not care mm-hmm. anymore. So that's where the lack of cohesion comes. Like a- even in the series, Moon Knight, we left on a big cliffhanger on Moon Knight. I have not heard a single thing about another Moon Knight series or when Moon Knight's ever going to come or or if he will ever appear again in the MCU. So I think it's it's a lack of building the universe correctly and the lack of cohesion in these things. The, these series could be a bridge in between, even if you had a different, not a different universe, but a different like cohesion in the series where you had different people from different series popping up in different places to make a mm-hmm. feel of connection. And I think that's the biggest thing is the connection the cohesion we don't feel like this is one big universe we don't feel like uh the way that you know to to borrow the phrase from when they first introduced agents of shield which the concept was everything is connected yeah but then they took agents of shield and made it like psych everything's not connected agents (laughs) of shield is kind of its own little universe by Mm -hmm. the end of it which was a big failing in that moment and that's why it fell off yeah exactly so the first few seasons where it felt uh, connected to the Marvel Universe. You had like appearances from Fury. You had appearances from Maria Hill where you, it made you feel connected even though the movies were not referencing them in, yep. at all. The TV shows were referencing the movies. I just don't feel like we have that level of cohesion anymore, period. We don't have a thing we're working towards. We've had Kang promise, but even like Thanos was featured within like less than a minute of runtime in movies, but we felt his presence. We felt his threat. We felt the looming uh, threat of of Thanos coming. We had Kang in Ant-Man who got like kind of beat by big ants. It's like my Ant-Man, like no shade to Ant-Man, but please be serious. So am I supposed to feel that threat from him? And even so, this is not the Kang we're going to get. Probably Mm -hmm. Uh, we had the, um, we had the, the Kang variant that was in Loki. But he got beat. This Ant-Man Kang got beat. What Kang are we gonna are supposed to be getting in the future? I just feel like the reason for disappointments is the lack of quality, number one. I can cite Eternals. I can cite Quantumania. Uh, a lot of people did not like the recent Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, uh, I can either, unfortunately. So I can, I can really kind of hit on those to say the quality is not great. So I think that's the reason for your box office disappointments. Not that, you know, not that we, uh, the, the series are distracting is, it's not as if the series are even running really concurrently with the movies. If we had a nonstop deluge of TV series that were happening at the same time, the movies were coming out. That would be one thing that would be a, a cause of distraction, but it's not even that if we get a one Marvel property per month, that would be great. If we got a movie some months, we got a TV show other months. Mm-hmm. I think that would work really well. It's just about the lack of cohesion, lack of fun to connect the yes, dots. Yes, my God, where is the fun? Like, we're we so serious. That's why, funny enough, I was so into She-Hulk. Because mm-hmm. it felt just, like, fun. Right. Yeah, I didn't feel like the stakes were uh, were so grand where we couldn't be lighthearted. Yeah. Uh, it, you would, it would be fun to see, like, Coulson pop up. Be like, oh, my God, Coulson's in this one, too. Like, it would be a running thing throughout the movies. We don't have that now. We don't have, and that's the, the. It's complex why the Marvel, why the MCU is not working right now. I think we can say that we can say the MCU as a whole is not really working right now. Yeah, but enough, enough of the like frustration because I think at the end of the day we really do love this stuff. I'm a Marvel girly through and through, and it's just I think 
the comments are especially frustrating when the reasoning is a joke, rather, I should say, right? And like these Bob Iger, you know nothing. Shut the hell up, <laughs> right? And I'm so tired of your BS. Get the hell out of here and stop being a capitalistic asshole anyway yes uh, uh, you know, please and stop yeah. ruining my fun <laughs> yeah. and and like you said it's not that we're not enjoying it it's just we know what the peak was in early yeah. mcu and we're not hitting that it's still fun and enjoyable but we're just not hitting the peak which i think is a lot of people's frustrations mm-hmm. um just to be clear like i do like most of marvel's offerings um uh, but please just like send the eternals into a rocket in space and never let me see that again oh my God. <laughs> um, how dare you i want kamel nanjiani back in the mc kamel nanjiani was like the one like the one, one of two <laughs> things about that movie that actually worked um so real though yeah everything oh else get, get it out of here but yeah let's let's move on to what we came here today yes. to talk about uh, oh my God. secret <laughs> invasion um episode four entitled beloved uh we start where we left off last episode, right? Mm-hmm. We saw Gaia get, you know, gunned down at the end of last episode. And I think most people that watched that episode, watched the end of it, most people that have seen TV shows, have watched TV, that are just up on things. No, that was not the end of Gaia, probably. And Sasha, you last week called it. You said she got probably got an extremist in her and she's going to be fine. And lo and behold, Gaia does get up and heals herself with the extremist powers, technology, whatever you want to call it. And she is now like she she's back to her normal self. She's just fine. Which, you know, I gotta really call you out, Gravik. Why would you just leave the body there? Why wouldn't you take the body with you? They could, you know, that sloppy part, sloppy work on Gravik's part. But I think one, she said, I'm Jon Snow now. Uh, <laughs> yes. But I think what was interesting is that we're seeing Gravik's uh, hubris yeah where Mm -hmm. he's just I think he's so invincible in his mind and Ira probably is in a lot of ways that I think he's not he can't understand that someone else could be even an ounce of you know genius Listen, I saw I saw a tweet uh, concerning Secret Invasion where someone goes, my favorite episode of Secret Invasion is the one where at the end, Gravit kills somebody important to Fury. I was like, oh, <laughs> that, that's been like three out of four episodes at this point. Where that's how the, that's how this, the episode has ended. So, I mean, Gravit is definitely scoring some wins. So, uh, you know, even even though a lot of his, yeah, I think he scored mostly wins here. He's had a couple missions be scuttled, but uh, he's taken a lot of wins, especially with killing people close to Fury. And can I say Gravik is like the big bad, is how a big bad should be set up, right? Where I'm scared of him. I'm like, God, how are we going to beat him? Because, again, I think that um, Gaia only has uh, the extremist powers. I don't think she did all of them. Yeah. Versus Gravik has all of them. Like, we got yep. the the group hands this time. Which mm-hmm. I was like, how dare you use group for bad? But <laughs> either way. It's interesting, and this is how, again, I feel like a big bad is set up where he's ruthless, he's mean, technically invincible as of episode four, and I'm I'm ready for the big setup, right? Like, it, it feels exciting to get yeah. to him and get to the fight. So, I just, I, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe Gravik should be the big bad. Maybe, yeah. Like you said, we did see guy we did see a flashback of Guy giving herself the power. Mm-hmm. She she scanned the scientist, I, I guess the human scientist they took. Yes. Which, you know, since she has the memories of how to do this, 
it, it really makes you question like what what's going on with the scientists because she scanned the scientists to know how to do this so this the, the human scientist come up with this already and then yes yes i believe so, that's what they're trying to tell us yeah so interesting that she would that this human scientist would be experimenting on how to give scrolls powers but whatever um so gaia does take the information she loads up the extremist powers and gives them gives herself the extremist power so i mean i would guess that yes she probably only has extremists at this point because who knows she probably didn't have time to give herself everything else mm-hmm. uh so she probably just has extremists but who knows maybe we'll see something different later but yeah, she has extremis. She wakes up. She's she's out of there. She's gone. Uh, the next scene we get is a flashback to Paris 2012. Um, and Fury kind of, you know, swaggers his way into a bar. And it was and it was really interesting to see this 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 version of Fury, right? Because oh, oh this, my god, yes. This is prime fury. This is Avengers One Fury. This is how we met him, right? Like yeah. I was like, y'all, come on. Yeah, to see like the big, the big swanky uh, trench coat mm-hmm. he's, he's swaggering around in. So that was very interesting and very fun to kind of revisit that that type of fury. Uh, he comes in, he meets up with uh, Priscilla, aka Vara, um, in this restaurant. Uh, she talks about, hey, uh, I see the uh, this group called the Avengers is is really doing something interesting. I feel like maybe he had something to do with that. He's like, uh, maybe, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. What, what's it to you? Um, he comments on what she's reading. She's reading poems by someone named Raymond Carter. Um, Carver. Who, Carver, sorry, who yeah. writes who writes mostly short poems. She says they're short, but they pack a punch. And he re- he gives her, she gives him the book that she's reading from. Um, it's a, basically, it's not really even a poem. It's really more of a conversation between two people. Uh, the first line goes, and did you get what you wanted from this life? Even so. Next line is, I did. And what did you want? To call myself beloved. To feel myself beloved on the earth. Um, and, you know, she they kind of go back and forth with this poem. They read it to each other. She takes his hand. He looks kind of skeptical at this point. And I, I focused on her hand. And her hand, she is passing him another kind of usb thing so this is this is also Mm -hmm. a this is a a like a drop in a way for for spies at first i wasn't quite sure what we were looking at was this a date are they in because i mean last time we saw vara was in 1998 in the and she's reading raymond carver then too yes yeah she's right yeah yeah so that she's uh she's been very you know uh loyal to this to this Mm -hmm. poet i guess um but in this time, do we think they have gotten together, or is this is she still just a is Fury still just her handler in this? Yeah, position? what's the math, right? Because they've been together twelve years, so from and they we're in twenty twenty five, so okay, yeah, I think I they mean, get together after this. Yeah, so this is twenty thirteen. So she's still just kind of working for him as a as a spy at this point. He's still kind of her handler. Uh, but I think I think she, she's still coming on kind of strong. She's still trying to get in with Fury. I think. I mean, in that conversation in 1998, she's she's even then trying to get in with Fury. Um, to like you know, hey, maybe we could do something. And Fury is kind of pushing it off. And it seems like here in 2012, she's just still doing the same thing. She's trying to get in with Fury. Uh, so that was very an interesting meeting uh, to, between them to see um, to see kind of just her where she's at, what what she, what she's feeling. Yeah, also, um, it's really interesting they use these because I and I'm not going to go into it, but these particular set of poems, I think, is written by someone that is going to die soon Mm. uh, and they get they end up getting married before death. So I just felt like 
the way they're using everything is so brilliant. And it's such a subtle touch that we don't need to even know. But when we know that extra bit of information, I think it really tells us how intricately we're dealing with what's going on and how um, Vara or Priscilla, right, like is really building this uh, mirage almost Mm -hmm. of herself to present to Nick. So that, or to Fury, sorry, I'm not a squirrel. Uh, so that, you know, to Fury, so that she feels connected to him. And he, you know, finally, quote unquote, lowers his defense. Yeah. So she's definitely, she, I think she's probably spent these, these uh, you know, 14 years from 98 to, to 2012, really kind of chipping away at uh, at Fury's defenses to get, to really get in there and get with him, as Eshel kind of explained a little later. Um, we are now in the present as Vara... I'm just going to call her Vara. I don't know. As Vara yeah. is is at the church where she was told to meet from this voice last episode who so many people, including you, Sasha, informed me, nope, that's definitely Rhodey. Uh, so, yeah, she comes to the church. She sits down. And wouldn't you know, Rhodey comes in and sits down right next to her. Uh, she talks to Fury. I mean, he talks to Rhodey. She says, uh, listen, uh, Fury was fired a couple of days ago. And Rhodey, Rhodey at first acts like he's just totally just shocked he's like what he's like oh no actually i did it and roadie you know says yeah i dt i ddt'd him from the top rope <laughs> like like the, like undertaker. the undertaker which undertaker has never done it'll be serious yeah. <laughs> and but it's anyway. so interesting who you know this scroll who you know i think the common nomenclature for now for for roadie is grody <laughs> yes Rhodey. i saw that and i couldn't stop laughing it's so funny that Scro- this Scrody is so interested in the WWE. I think that's kind of funny. Uh, it's got it's kind of a fun little quirk to the character. Uh, and this, and, and just to, just to talk about Scrody before we get into the whole like episode of it, Don Cheadle is eating the scenery up here. He's really taking this and running with it, being this new type of person. And, and throughout this whole episode, just really kind of just just loves to just be an asshole and is is not feeling any type of way about it. I mean, talk about a baddie that I really can't wait to be ripped apart limb for limb, right? Like, <laughs> this is it. Like, Gravik almost I'm in awe of, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe this is my internalized um, misogyny. Here we are. But boy, oh boy, this girl is a piece of work. So disrespectful. So pompous. I mean, my yeah. Gravik at least is calculated. So I'm just like... It's time for you to die. Like someone Vill- needs to just bust you in the head. This villainous and loving it, and and I love that about this. This oh, I need these villains that, that yes. Don Cheadle is really giving here. Uh, so Vara says, I mean, listen, if you could fight, if you could have the authority to fire Fury, why does Gravik need me to to do what I'm supposed to be doing with Fury? Uh, Scrody says, listen, you what Gravik needs and wants is none of your concern. I am the one telling you to kill Fury. I was like, damn. And we we shoot over to Fury, who is overhearing this convo via you know a bug wherever he's put the bug on the phone, Vara. probably. Yeah, I mean that's probably what the, the, he got a lot out of that phone. I think through yeah. that phone, he figured out the roadie thing. He bugged the phone to, to get you know I don't know why Vara is leaving that phone around around. But Fury. that my I believe she's doing it on purpose. You think she, she's... she's not dumb, right? Like mm-hmm. this is someone that really has every step is measured every step has been thought of and now you're telling me that all of a sudden 
she's gonna be a rookie me thinks not but at that point why wouldn't she just come clean to fury and be like hey this is what's going on well no she doesn't to- know who else has bugged her damn phone yeah maybe 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 um so yeah fury is over here in this and Rhodey is talking to, to var he's like listen one of you in that little country cottage is getting killed today i don't care which one <laughs> and, and Vara tries to really kind of really kind of downplay fury she's like listen this fury is broken this is not the same fury we used to deal with uh the formidable fury he's not that anymore he's gonna be dead from exhaustion pretty soon we don't even need to kill him and roadie roadie is not buying this at all uh he says listen ruthless and, and this i love it. he's like listen you keep telling me what you're not gonna do if you keep it up i'm gonna show you what i am gonna do like oh yikes so uh yeah that was quite a tense meeting and really kind of showed showed scrody in their true kind of skin i think at, at for the first time and it was oh. oh my goodness right it was a really good shot mm-hmm, for sure and we see next we see like gravik getting ready for the next mission they're at some mm-hmm. kind of uh airplane hangar. and it's a woman right that sorry also was interesting Wh- who's a woman uh roadie well we're not there yet we're not there oh yet. sorry oh <laughs> no oops <laughs> Um, it was scratch it all yeah we uh we come up to gravik he's preparing for the next mission he's at the airplane hangar pagon comes up to him like listen uh we have a problem but don't you notice a guy is not here anywhere that's obviously a problem gravik says ah listen listen i already took care of gravik all right i know she's the mole i'm mean, sorry i took care of gaia i know she's the mole and i took care of her already i was like oh okay cool like gravik is one one step ahead of, of pagan here um, always oh oh here's the thing like again i maybe this is my slytherin coming out but i'm just like you're why do people play in his face like he's a dummy yeah uh, he already he already took care of the mole according to him mm-hmm. uh and we we get some indication some hints uh, from gravik's uh talks with his underlings he's like listen we have to make sure that the russians take blame for this and how we're going to do that we're going to speak russian like throughout this whole next mission we're just going to speak nothing but russian and that's how the russians are going to be taking blame for this uh so we got that's just a little smidgen of what we think what we know gravik's going to have planned for right now we now go over to Gaia and Talos, who are meeting in a park. Um, Talos is telling her, listen, I never should have made you do that. Never should have made you uh, do what you did for me. Gaia says, listen, I did this of my own free will. And the reason I'm here with you is because it's the only answer to the question of where I belong with my father. But, Dad, I need a plan for what you're going to do to find us a home once and for all. Talos says, you want a plan? I got you a plan. We're going to take down the insurgency, me, you, and Fury. We're going to take them all down. And then, right, we're going to go to the president and be like, yo, check it. We just saved you from a scroll insurgency, and we're going to get amnesty. And then we're going to ask him, so, like, what can you do for us? And Gaia, I think rightly, honestly, really kind of balks at this. Is like, what are you talking about? She says, she says to him, don't you want to live in your own skin? Meaning, like, don't you want to live as, as a scroll somewhere and not have to hide behind human disguises basically tal says yeah i would love that but we did we just we don't have a planet to go to we have we are dependent on our host and we need to show them who we are and the, the earth is going to take us in once we show them that i said i said talos you, you have lived on earth for 30 plus years what makes you think that's going to be what's going to happen my guy the scream i scrumped right when because i think i audibly was like ha where do you think you are right like and and america's president will do this have you not been paying attention 
Have like, any of you looked around? Right. I, you well, are not as guardians. What in the history of Earth makes you think <laughs> that this is going to work out for you? And Thank I think Gaia is also on that tip. She's like, she looks, she looks at him with such like, like she, she even tells him like, you are delusional. Like that is not going to happen. Like, that, that is just not the way things work here. And she basically tells him that and she just kind of up and walks away from him. I think I would have too, because that, that just seems so, like she said, delusional, ignorant, just uh, just have you have no idea where you are what 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 you think is going to happen here yeah i'm i'm tired right like i i don't know where talos's mind is right now i or 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 i think he is so desperate mm-hmm. to kind of hold on to like what is morally right because he is on the right side here let's yeah. be clear so he is so desperate to be like you know, we have not lost all of these people in vain. We've not spent years waiting around for these fools in vain that he needs to hold on to something. But everyone, including the audience, is like, be serious. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. around. And Smell like said, the roses. Talos may be just tired. and He's really just ready yes, to accept. 100%. He's ready to accept just the minimum of what of, of what is can be offered. Like I'll just live, I'll just live here in this human skin. Just don't persecute me and we'll be fine. Like I just want the fight to be over. I just want to live. I don't even care if I live as a scroll anymore. I just want the fight to be over and to be done. Maybe, so maybe that's where his mindset is. And Ben Mendelssohn, who you know plays Talos, really kind of effectively shows that too. He, he looks kind of tired. He looks really weary in all of his scenes. Yeah, it, and I love it because in the promos he doesn't, right? So it's mm-hmm. just it's very much just good at acting and it and it hurts, but I, I don't think he's wrong. Um in yeah, his conviction. It's just I need him to wake up. Yeah, he's not wrong in his conviction. I think he's just he just doesn't understand he maybe he just doesn't understand like what <laughs> what America's all about. <laughs> they left you for years. They left you for dead for yeah. so long. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I think Guy is kind of right to just kind of walk away from it at this point. But like, mm-hmm. you, you don't know what you're talking about. Because she, she even tells him, like, listen, because Gravik has a plan and it's working, right? It's 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 effective. He, what he wants to do, he's doing it. But I think she, you know, as much, just like Talos, she doesn't want innocent blood to be shed for it, but uh, she needs a, a better plan from Talos. He's not giving it. Um, so next we get, uh, we come to Vara coming home. Uh, she she hears clattering in the kitchen, but she looks down and she sees Fury's ring is still in the little dish that Fury leaves it in when he, when he goes on his missions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she enters the kitchen where Fury is and she says, um, what's up? Why don't you have your ring on? And he says, oh, you know, I just slipped my mind. I came in through the back, so I, I didn't even re- realize it was it was, it was was there. I forgot to put it on, whatever, blah, blah. They they sit down, and, uh, you know, they get right to it, basically. And, and as they're sitting down, you can see Vara slip something out of her bag as she's yeah, sitting down. Yeah, that was so obvious. Yeah, it's like, okay, uh, not great. Uh, so they get right to it as they sit down. He says, of all the reckless, dumb-headed, stupid things i've ever done in my life this is far and away the greatest mistake he says i lost all reason in order to be your husband i ignored every single in my every signal in my head heart and body and even as i sit here now knowing that you want to kill me i wouldn't do anything differently Woo! the oh 
the so many things said in that in that statement. Oof. It is beautifully painful. Yes, hundred I said they didn't have to go that hard, mm. right? Like, damn, ro- romantic movies aren't even this deep, but they really went in on Nick, you know, on Nick Fury's side. Which am I the drama? Because I remember that you left her for mm-hmm. five years. And then you not like that is not your fault. You did get snapped, <laughs> or you know, plot reasons. But then you went on Saber and you just left her again. So I, I'm confusion to where there's so much quote unquote love and deepness when you just leaving her just bye. Yeah, because you know, they've been together 12 years, right? Yeah. Five of those five of those years gone. Uh, and probably another year since he like went up to Saber. So exactly. You know, they've been together, what, five, six years? And, uh, you know, it, it kind of takes on a new uh, new context when you think, oh, well, actually, she's been spying on me this whole time, so I shouldn't feel that bad. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but so, yeah, and then next, you know, next thing you know, he pulls out his gun. She pulls out her gun that she was not hiding very well. They both set their guns on the table. And then he says, could you just tell me the story? on how you chose this person to kind of as your human disguise. Uh, So she goes through the whole story. She says, Dr. Priscilla Davis had a congenital heart defect, but she didn't tell any of her friends or family. And, you know, I I would go visit her near the end of her life. And, uh, you know, I just, I just one day I found out she only had, you know, less than a day to live. So I just asked her, can I be you? And Fury says, uh, you know, why? Why why her? Because I because I thought it was someone that could slip your defenses. And I, I asked, I asked her, did she want to fall in love? And I told, you know, as as her, I know, I don't know, as her namesake, does does her namesake want to fall in love? And <laughs> Var told her all about Fury. And the real Priscilla made made her make three promises. Number one, she would bury her at sea when she died. She would bury the real Priscilla at sea when she died. And Vara did do that. Uh, number two is continue to be a daughter to Priscilla's parents. And Fury does confirm. And you did do that. And number three, that she would never hurt Fury. It's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, no. That's terrible. You, you've broken your promise. <laughs> so she does say, oh, I'm so sorry, darling. Uh, and then the, we go into the kind of, we reference the poem from earlier. Fury says, yeah. well, did you get what you wanted from this life? Even so? She responds, I did. And, uh, you know, she says, and did you get what you, when, what did you want? She says, to call myself beloved, to feel myself beloved on the earth. And they both kind of finish the poem together. And right as they finish the poem, you see her pick up her gun and fire and you hear him fire too. And then we just, and this, like it's shot wonderfully, right? Because we we mm-hmm. don't see really what happens. We see, we see the out. We see kind of the next room over where no one's in the room, but we hear the gunshots. So we're left to wonder what happened. We come back in, and they both missed. They both shoot the wall behind the other person, seemingly on purpose. And Fury says, "Well, I don't know if this means we should get divorced or renew our vows." They both really laugh. <laughs> like it, it's this kind of a psycho thing going on here. Um, it's giving Mister and Mrs. Smith for real. Yes, hundred percent. Uh, he tells her, you know, well, you know what this means. That the fact you didn't kill me is they'll be coming for you. 
she says that she can take care of herself. Um, and she asks him, would you have loved me if I had been my true self? He doesn't answer. Um, but then he, as he's walking out, he says, well, guess we'll never know. And he leaves. He just leaves the house. Um, wow. So much from this scene that, you know, is, is really great work, really great acting mm-hmm. work, really great character work, but leaves me with so many questions about what, what has really happened between what, what, what is, what was VAR's mission to begin with? Because at, at, she wanted to slip his defenses even in 1998. She wanted exactly. to get him with him. Exactly. So what was, how long has this mission been going on? And who has really been leading this mission? Because in 1998, Gravik is still a teen scroll. I seriously doubt he had been planning this since 1998. So my real question is like, what, what has been going on? I, I feel like this gave me so many more questions about what's really happening now. So here's what I think that it first probably started with we need a scroll close to Nick Fury, right? That's so number is that one. like the is that the scroll council saying yes, that? Yeah, that's what thing, I feel. Yeah, but my thing is Talos is on the scroll council. Well, at that yeah, point. but like you know, it's different, I feel, when you're staying in the same house. But TBH Talos sees um fury more than his own wife so maybe that doesn't Mm. necessarily make sense but still it's just it's really interesting that somehow right i feel like the council made her do it and she honeypotted his ass like that's crazy to be like i knew i needed to pick like a black woman right that looked a certain Mm. way for you to like me i don't know it just it feels so icky to me and i i I understand it. Like, I'm not even necessarily going to dog Marvel like that. But but I feel like it's icky. And I and it wouldn't be right of me to not call it out. Because it just, it, why? Right? Like, why say it like that? I think there's a better way to go about this. Or, Jason, it could just be that she started out knowing that he wouldn't um, go for a scroll. So she, and, and she just, like, fell in love with him or was interested in him. And then eventually it turned into like, hey, you're married to Nick Fury, but they're not giving us a home. Let's make this work. Yeah, it it just makes me really keep wondering what her full story is. Why did she? And it really made me think of like, oh, well, I guess they came here and like really want to infiltrate real people. Like, why? Why wouldn't you just create a new person whole cloth? I'm pretty sure you have the ability, especially probably through Fury, to Mm -hmm. make new identities. Why did they feel they had to? take someone else's identity which was interesting um and, and it's something that i hadn't really thought about through the scrolls so yeah it, it just makes me question what 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 is going on with var and how long has var been turned against yes, fury exactly. and was it ever real from her side i i think the gist i get is it was real to her. i don't know if it was that she infiltrated first and then fell in love with him or she fell in love with him and then was asked to turn on him later it really is kind of not very clear through this conversation. I hope we get a little more context into that later. Oh, and yeah, I think when- either is plausible, right? And mm-hmm. makes sense. Also another piece, which is kind of a throwaway, but I- I'm confused about, and maybe we hold it until later, right? Is when they do the cutaway shot, Jason, uh, when we don't see the gunshots, right? Go mm-hmm. on at first. It's, we we cut to like, 
Priscilla, like the, the Dr. Priscilla, whoever that may be, either Vara or the actual one. And there's a bunch of awards for like yeah. DNA stuff. Yeah, and I think there was even like a she had like a cover talking about superhuman, yes. like uh, like dissecting the superhuman, whatever, whatever. So yeah, this even as like her scroll form, she's very well respected in her field. Um, because yeah, you know the person she, she took over was a doctor, so she I guess yeah. she just took up that that uh, that field of work and has done very well for herself in that line of work. Um, as as Vara, so so will that come up later? You know, because she the DNA stuff, like mm -hmm. it, it feels too pointed for it to just be a random thing on the side. Yeah, so I really want to know more about about Vara, and mm -hmm. I hope we get those answers later down the line. Uh, but when she asked him, like, "Would you have loved me as my true self?" I mean, does she mean as? a green skin skull yes. like would you have accepted me as this person or did you need or did you need this person to be a black woman i think is if that is the, oh. if that is the meaning of what she's saying mm -hmm. i don't know or if she means like I, I don't i don't know what she really really means i think because, it's probably coded with all of it yeah because we did notice in that first scene where we introduced to her she starts out when she's alone as a scroll but as nick comes in she turns into this black woman and I don't know if it's her own, uh, you know, mm. wondering whether or not Fury yeah. would ever accept her or if he's ever really seen besides that scene in, where she was introduced. Has she, she ever felt comfortable enough to be her scroll self or was she always scared with him? Yep. That Nick would not accept her as that. So I, that's a very interesting thing to think about to really ponder on. Um, and, you know, we are going to let y'all ponder on that as we take a quick commercial break. And we're going to be right back to talk about scroll showers in a second. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. And we are back. And as we leave Nick and Vara, we come to see a scroll in the shower. Um, just, you know, and, you know, you don't really think about things like this, but do you do, do scrolls need to take showers? An interesting answer to this question. I guess scrolls also get body odor. Yeah, or here's my biggest question. How do they make money, right? Because it, it makes no sense. Vara, she has a real job, right? Like, mm -hmm. I understand. But I'm just so confused how all these people are getting money. Gravik, at least you're like, okay, the world leaders are probably just, you know, funneling money. And that's how he's getting uh, all of that. But... I need to know how Talos is just like throwing money left and right, no problem. Nick yeah, Fury, how do you have this like really nice car? None of it makes sense <laughs> to me. Where where are you getting your your funds from? Well, I mean, Fury was technically a a employee of the government, right? Yeah. So I mean, we can see that Talos. I have no idea because Talos, you know, years ago overtook the at the time the head of Shield. Uh, and, but you would assume that that hasn't been his post for a while. So yeah, where is where does Tiles get his money from? Uh, who really knows? Um, but yes, we do see a scroll in the shower, and weirdly, at the time I thought, is this Vara taking a shower? Because this person is 
seemingly obviously feminine yes um from what we can see in the shower even even in scroll makeup and scroll mm-hmm. prosthetics we can s- kind of clearly see this is meant to be a feminine person um you know you would think maybe identifying as a as a female scroll but this person gets out of the shower and shockingly they transform into scrody this is the scroll impersonating Rody. the scroll impersonating Rody may be a scroll woman which is like blows your mind because it's so many questions right so we have in the in the story context from both the tv show and the comic book series Mm -hmm. there are a couple women missing right we have soren who is supposedly dead from that's what, what i told. thought it was for a second mm-hmm. for, for a millisecond and then i was like no the, the, it doesn't work so let's move on but it but it might work it might work what if soren is the leader of this and faked her death to talos to you know to come on the side of gravik and all that stuff right wait are can i burst the bubble yeah or? do it do it do it okay people fast forward if you need to Uh-oh. real quick um, it is. Uh, we know the cre- who's credited. I'll just shit. I'll just say that for Rhodey. Oh, no, who's credited? I didn't it's Rama. <laughs> it's a new one. It's not Soren. Oh. Yeah, unfortunately, damn. I looked. Damn. That <laughs> that's, that's, oh damn. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, oh, man. But okay. So yes, not probably not Soren. Okay, but also yeah. my thoughts ran to the com- the comic book series. Yes, where, yeah, the comic book series. The person that is over all of this is someone named Queen Varanki, mm-hmm. who is the scroll queen who is coming up with this whole plan of invasion, right? That is the the, the A1 top dog here is Queen Varanki. And now that you did tell me that it's a different scroll name, it could be just a, the same thing in a different name. And I, I was think also thinking about how Rhodey was talking to you know Tavara mm-hmm. in that church scene, like. Yeah, Grav- what Gravik wants doesn't need is not your concern. I'm telling you to kill kill Fury, which tells me this person that's impersonating Rhodey is pretty high up on the food chain here. Oh, for hundred percent, right? Like you can't just trust a pagan a pagan to like mm-hmm. be Rhodey. So it had to be someone high up, someone that isn't gonna piss off Gravik by making their own decisions, right? Because that scene at the church was really important as well. So it's just it's giving this is a leader yes yeah it makes you wonder is gravik this person's puppet a soldier that gravik has been like mad about the whole time right because we maybe are thinking because again we know nothing is what it seems in this show and maybe in our i believed rather at least at first maybe gravik was talking about right the world leaders and those scrolls but Mm. in reality they're all you know working under someone else and I think Rhodey is technically the most powerful because that's War Machine, right? Like that he can get this scroll, she can get into that suit. Right. So it's like, you know, is, is this person the real leader of these things? And Gravik is just kind of the figurehead. She's letting Gravik take all of the mm-hmm. attention and all of the because I mean, even even Vara thinks that Gravik is is the, the leader because she asked about Gravik and Rhodey's like, listen, the Gravik doesn't matter. I'm telling you to kill Fury. So I'm I'm thinking this person is the real person that's in charge of all of this stuff and the real leader here. Um, but Rody uh, Scrody does Rody up and Rody enters his apartment, and wouldn't you know it, Fury is sitting there waiting for Scrody. Uh, and of course, Scordy is really mad. Like, what, what, what the hell are you doing here? 
Fury says, listen, I don't like the, the way we left things the other day. And he says, you know, us brothers got to stick together. He really kind of mm-hmm. emphasizes that word brothers, which, you know, kind of leads us to think like Fury's also mad at this at this person, impersonating a black man oh, talking about the struggle percent. of black men. So, yeah, this is definitely a, a part of that, I think, as well. Yeah, also, interestingly enough, uh, which I didn't bring up before, but the hymn, I guess they're uh, singing at the church that they meet is also a spiritual, like a oh, black damn. spiritual, and sung two, by two, all white. These two people impersonating black people are just Yeah, like... exactly. So I think, th- like, that was a little bit for us because mm-hmm. they they, um, they showed the the name right of it yeah. and uh in my little easter egg hunt <laughs> videos that yeah they said it's a spiritual so yeah. here we are yeah. here There's we so much are impersonation going so much appropriation yeah and, <laughs> and, yeah because it's white uh, british people mm-hmm. singing yep. this so but but i think that was on purpose right like yeah, by yeah. the filmmakers so, to uh, wink at us a movie, little bit whatever yeah. to yeah give us that movement and that frustration yep. <sighs> i don't like it i don't <laughs> like it uh yeah back, back with fury and scrody fury says listen uh i just i wanted to give a peace offering i brought this bottle of Pappy Van Winkle liquor. It's $5,000 of 24 karat liquid gold. And Sasha, you may or may not know this already through your Easter egg hunts, but the, <laughs> the two of us have already seen yes! Pappy Van Winkle in our coverage of the Marvel Universe. Uh, this was, it was a blink and you miss it type of thing. It was featured a little bit in She-Hulk uh, when uh, Jen goes to a bar. And I was talking to one of the lawyers or whatever. Intelligentsia. Oh my god, I'm not saying it. I already forgot how to Intelligentsia, yeah. Where she's like, yeah, doing all that. They this was also in the tracked question mark. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Uh so it's like, you know, Marvel, they they bought this five thousand, which is you know, Peppy Van Winkle is a real liquor, a real expensive. And it actually cost that much, yeah. Yeah. So they they bought it, it was like, we're not gonna waste this, we're gonna keep using this in these scenes. Uh so yeah, Fury says, I want to share this five thousand dollars worth of 24k liquid gold and scrody for their part says um should i be trusting this have you poisoned it and free says no no poisons (laughs) maybe you gotta worry about nanotech though uh and you know scrody you know even though even though this was (laughs) apparently a real uh thing that fury just said just goes ahead and downs a happy van winkle and really loves it uh you know fury says you know listen i just stopped by because I mean, we're still we're still on the pretext that this is Rhodey that Fury's talking to. Fury says, "Listen, I just stopped by to tell you there are scrolls very close to the president in in the U.S. government." <laughs> and uh, Scurdy says, "Oh, you're you're on this again. My security detail or scrolls, you know, people, the president's a scroll." He's like, "No, no, no, no. It's someone that's close, right next to the president. As close as I am to you is as close as this scroll is to the president." So I think at this point, Scurdy realizes the, the jig is up and that fury knows that they're a scroll here here's my question mm-hmm. okay maybe we can wait we can wait until the end of this scene but I, but i have a okay. question but i'll leave it i'll leave it for the end of this okay scene. all right uh fury, fury <laughs> says look i fury says i'm not gonna say nothing to nobody all you have to do is give me my job back and i'll i'll shut up about this 
Uh, what and, you know, is going on, right? Like, that, this is so fake. I, so fake. I so can't. Ridiculous. I, I think Get Fury me even off knows. I think Fury yeah, even 100%. knows that, that, that Scrody knows he's not, he's not serious about this. Yeah, so I know says, that you know that I know that you know. Like, that's yeah. where we are right now. Well, Scrody says, uh, listen, I, I got a counter offer for you. Uh, he takes out a USB puts it in this little thing and the video I'm tired showing, of these usbs yeah, a lot of usbs going around and there's this video of fury or someone who looks like fury shooting <laughs> maria hill at unity day uh fury says oh come on i mean obviously that's graphic and where he says oh yeah well good luck on proving that in a court in a court of law so you know I really kind of got it? you. Yeah, I love that Scrody is like, is it though? Yeah, I, I kind of got you by kind of got you by the short hairs here. So you, you really yeah. gotta have to just do what I say and uh you know basically dismisses Rody. I mean just dis- dismisses Fury. Uh so Fury, he's like, uh, he's kind of like uh yeah, I guess you got me. Ah shucks. Oh darn. And uh so you know, Fury leaves, and uh <laughs> and next we right right after that, we see Fury and Talos in a car. And Talos is holding up this little vial of liquid. He says, oh, liquid tracker, huh? And we figure out that, you know, real smart of you to spike the liquor with this liquid tracker. I was like, all right. So yeah, Scrody, you're, you're kind of dumb. Don't don't drink the stuff someone offers you. That's not a great idea. Again, I think that the big bads, their Achilles heel is overconfidence. And mm-hmm. you're dumb because... I bet even Nick Fury, his own drink was probably had that tracker in it too, for all we know. Cause he's like, now nah, I'm putting it in everything at this point. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I would imagine he, he did the whole bottle probably. Yeah. Here, here is now my question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is okay. I get it that we have to move the plot forward. All right. So I'll let it be, but can, or why, why did Nick Fury not just shoot this scurdy in the head? When its back was turned to Nick. Well, I think I think that's a very short-term solution, right? Because you get rid of the scroll that is Rhodey, but you know that there's probably a lot more to this than just Scrody. And I think Fury is hoping that Scrody can lead him to other scrolls, I think is mm-hmm. maybe his his plot in this. I think I don't I don't think that Fury realizes what's about to happen is about to happen. I think okay, he's hoping... Okay, that's valid. That's valid. Yeah, I think he's just hoping that Scrody can lead him to a, a scroll hive, a, a scroll you know, <laughs> cave, like where more scrolls are. I think he just wants to kind of recon Scrody and see how deep this really goes. You know, where Scrody's gonna go and, you know, who he's gonna meet with. I think that's the, the main idea here. I think if you just want to get rid of Scrody to say that you killed a squirrel, you could do that, but you would lose a lot of information. I think I think Fury wants to use Scrody to get more, more info about what the squirrels are planning. Reasons why I could never be a spy, it looks like, because <laughs> I would never sit on you, any you would, intel. You would drag Scrody in his you know dead squirrel stuff like, I got him! And like, oh, great, well that's one. Where, where are the other ones? Like, oh. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. It'd be like Talos become uh, Scrody now yeah. and let's move. You <laughs> there, have a new I, job. Hey, that's, that's an idea. I mean, that's not a bad idea. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's just that I got to get my people in. I got to mm-hmm. kill your people. And guess what? My people can do the same things your people can. Uh, yep. uh, Gaia. Yeah. What, was she just sitting around? I'm telling you, uh, these people, these uh, scrolls are really committed to their human forms. I'll talk about it a little bit later because uh, they they really just change the same people all the time. Like Gaia stays Gaia, Talos stays Talos. Like you could probably switch it up and be different people to fool different people. I, I don't know, but whatever. 
Um, but yeah, so we we leave that scene. We know that Fury and Tiles are now tracking Scrody. Scrody now meets up with the president as the president is getting off Air Force One and leads him over to a motorcade. And apparently the president is about to meet with um, the Russians. Mm -hmm. And Scrody tells, you know, really kind of is trying to, I think, rile up the president to really go go at the Russians. He says, listen, it's an old Lenin quote, not John, but Vlad, of whenever you see you find flesh, you push. But when you find steel, you stop. So as long as you don't find steel, you just keep going. And the president, for his part, is like, um, uh, Rody, have you been uh, partaking perhaps in some bourbon? Because it's it's kind of on your breath. And, uh, you know, Scrody's, you know, I guess a little embarrassed at this point. Uh, he tells his guy, get me a mint and get me my car like open my car door really kind of ordering around his help is, really is this is this scrody is this scroll a teenager that's the <laughs> only way this makes sense you just figured out alcohol or good yeah. alcohol right like it's not that cheap shit that you maybe were drinking back in the day you're you know you're just now figuring out how to act with new power it's giving 20 year old <laughs> Yeah, it was also kind of giving royalty uh, in a way where he's like tells his guy to open his door for him, like, you know, all that stuff, all that stuff that probably the real roadie wouldn't do. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we are now in the motorcade on the way to this summit with the Russians. Uh, Rody is communicating to what we what would seem like maybe he's communicating to the rest of the motorcade like, hey, we're on the way. And he says the president is in the fourth car in the motorcade which, as we see, is a direct communication to Gravik and his soldiers who are above the motorcade in a helicopter. He's got a whole battalion with him, and they hit the president's car with a missile. Um, and Talos and Fury are obviously tracking Scrody, so they're nearby, and they see the smoke, and they obviously hear all this going on, and they, they gun it directly for the motorcade. So they're on the way to, to what's happening here. There's now a firefight going on between Gravik and his men who are making sure to yell and speak in Russian to be like, this is definitely Russia, guys. This isn't a scroll <laughs> insurgency. This is definitely Russia because we're speaking Russian. So Gravik and his people in the Secret Service, they're all firing back and forth. And meanwhile, Scrody is just in their, in their car, just chilling, just watching on really calmly as the carnage is unfolding around them. Uh, I mean, this is you were... why it's giving to, this is the boss mode, right? Where 100%. I felt that this was where this person's super in charge, and it's not like they're just because again, wouldn't Gravik be like, Excuse me, what are you mm -hmm. doing? You can't just sit around. And you would think, like, if you are on the side of the president and the secret service, yes, I'd be looking at Rody like, Yo, war machine, not baby, like, what are you doing sitting yeah, here? Where's are you that machine? drunk? Yeah, get get the get the get the guy out. Get the machinery out. What are you doing? But now he's just watching on calmly. I do kind of. It would be really interesting to see War Machine in this series, as you know, to, oh turning God. on the president's people. That would have been fun. But I guess we don't have the budget to bring War Absolutely Machine. Absolutely no budget because Bob Iger <laughs> said uh, too much. Yes, to, you're you're <laughs> taking you're taking way too much money from the movies. <laughs> uh, Fury and Talos do arrive. Um, Fury says, "Listen, we gotta get." Ritson out of here, the, aka the president. And uh, Fury and Talos load up. They get a bunch of guns. They take out some of Gravik's men. They take out one of his uh, one of his helicopters. Um, Pagan sees Gravik. Uh, I'm sorry, sees Fury and Talos and announces to Gravik, "Ah, Fury's here. We we got problems." Uh, so Gravik, you know, is taking matters to his own hands a little bit. Goes out into the battlefield 
and attacks one of the soldiers with his Groot powers. He's, he gathers one guy up in his Groot tree arms and crushes the guy. It's like, oh, okay. Well, so we, we got all the powers going here. We got everything running through Gravik at this point. Yes. And, and I'm tired, right? Because I feel like Russians literally don't want you to know it was them. You're right. You, like they would be a little more covert, like instead of screaming and yelling in Russian. Yeah, like that's where again I feel like I know that it's a show thing, so like let me let it be, like just like the submarine. Mm-hmm. But it's giving hilarious because it literally, how many times have the KGB like just poisoned people? Right, not every <laughs> they're, time they're not so overt as to you yeah know, <laughs> do all this. And, is, hey, we're the Russians. Make sure the Russians get the blame for this. Literally, and it's it's so on the nose. But you know, yeah. I think when it comes to like military defense, like your first instinct is what your people are gonna go with, and it is what it is. Yeah. Again, I'm not here. I just find it really funny because in reality, Russians when they invade places, they don't even have the Russian flags on their uniforms. Right. It's just like tiny because. I remember reading an article, right? The tiny green soldiers. Like, who are they? Who are they? It's a effing Russians. So all, all I'm saying is like a little on the nose because the Russians are not going to let you know it's that. Yeah, it just it just seems so so rudimentary to be like we're going to speak in Russian so that they think it's the Russians like that'll get them. It's, like, God. it's just kind of funny. It's funny and fun logic. Um, but yeah, Fury. So the president is in a is in the, his his car has overturned. I love how they keep calling the president. His code name is Citadel. It really gives mm-hmm. me uh, trauma flashbacks to covering the show Citadel. To be honest, um, that I covered with uh, with Russ Garza. Uh, not too long I thought of you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kept hearing Citadel. Like, oh no, not Citadel. <laughs> um, but yeah, the president is now overturned in his car. Uh, he's he's uh, he's taking some some shrapnel. He's not in great shape. He's he's overturned. And Fury and Talos get to the president in his car. And Talos is like, I listen, I, I got this. And is trying to break the window. It really makes me question the level of strength the scrolls have. So I would guess that it is uh, higher than a human strength, but not, I don't know, not super strength. Because it takes Talos a while to break through this, uh, you know, bulletproof glass. I mean, it's just under super strength because that's the beast, right? They keep calling it the stagecoach, but that, that's the beast, which is the yeah. president's vehicle. And uh, first of all, the world's smallest motorcade ever yeah, that I've ever true. seen for a U.S. president, but sure. And secondly, that is supposed to withstand, allegedly, right, a rocket launcher. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's not it's not, uh, it's not, not Hulk strength because I think Hulk could yeah. probably just get through that, like, pretty easily but yeah. it's definitely if it takes hulk two tries then yeah. it's, it's crazy yeah it's <laughs> definitely it's definitely above human strength because talos yes. is, is making a dent every time he hits but it's not it's not easy for talos to get to get through this mm-hmm. and it makes it that much you know less easy when talos takes a bullet um from pagan uh so he's he's taking a bullet from pagan he's still trying to get through this car window to get to the president and you know, as he's doing this, he's turning, he's slowly turning back into a scroll, which I think is an interesting new wrinkle in the scroll mythology. Whereas if you're like, if you're gravely injured, you might start turning back into a scroll. It's not an instantaneous thing, mm-hmm. but as you're maybe dying, I don't know, you're, you're, you're turning back into a scroll, which was an interesting thing to see. I think a lot of the, <laughs> the effects budget went into Talos turning back into a thousand percent. They right. said, this is a lot of makeup we need to do. <laughs> yes. So I guess we got to make it happen somehow. 
Yeah. So, you know, Talos finally gets the window broken, but he's re- in really bad shape. He is at this point fully turned back into a scroll. Um, Fury gets gets a uh, Ritson out of the car and uh, tells, you know, Talos, listen, I'll be back for you. And, 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 and in between this, we actually see one of the soldiers seeing Talos turning back into a yes. scroll and freaks out. He's like, oh, my God, it's an alien. Trying <laughs> to kill the president. Yeah. Stop. But Fury says, listen, no, he's with me. He's fine. Do not harm. Do not harm this uh, alien or whatever. Um, so, yeah, they get Ritson out of the car. Fury says, listen, I'm going to come back for you. I just got to take care of the president real quick. Fury gets the president into Fury's car. And we we Fury turns around. He sees one of the soldiers. I think the same soldier that screams, yes. oh, my God, it's an alien. But now seemingly has come to help Talos over to the car. But I think Fury takes a look at this and i think he knows better he's like all right l- l- listen put Humans him down are not that nice yeah yeah put him down put the, my guy down and the guy the soldier is not putting tylos down and he's got a menacing look on his face as he's just kind of staring back at uh. fury so fury is like okay we got a problem um so fury then like the shoots this, this soldier right because he understands at this point mm-hmm. that this soldier is probably uh, not a soldier. So once Fury shoots a soldier, the soldier turns into Gravik. It's like, oh shit, this Gravik. Oh damn. And we Gravik, knew it was a wrap then. Yeah, Gravik then turns and stabs Talos in the chest, which uh, seems to be a, a real killing blow. At this point, Fury keeps shooting Gravik. He shoots Gravik right in the face, and we see the bullet, you know, tear apart Gravik's part of his face. But Gravik, you know, automatically from the extremis heals himself, uh, heals his face, which is just totally shocks Nick. Nick, because Nick at this mm-hmm. point has no idea about the extremis, has no idea about what a super scroll is. So Nick is obviously shocked. So Nick is like, at this point, he's like, oh crap, I gotta go. Nick gets in the car, takes off with the president, as Talos is just lying there, deceased. Oh, I think I, again, this is when I was like, I think I'm done with the show. And then I was like, oh, not really, because I have to podcast about it. But I, I can't, right? I'm tired of it. First of all, I will say it was really beautiful to see Nick Fury still be in command of everything, mm-hmm, yeah. right? Like, as soon as they saw him pull up, they were like, great, he's now in charge. And we just have to follow his lead, amazing i loved the little formation right around um the president as they were trying to get him out so it just it seems like even though he was fired something's up right like he's still somehow yeah part of the ranks i noticed that too and i was like would ordinary soldiers know who nick fury is enough to know that he should be in command now and they should just do whatever he says. I mean, right. Nick, Nick was the top of the secret, super secret spy organization. So our ordinary soldier is going to know who Nick Fury is. I don't know, but I'm going to ignore it because it's a fun show. So I'm not going to deal delve too deep into that. I thought did think that was interesting. And in our world, Fury has been fired. So would no one question that? I don't know. Whatever. And it kind of it was interesting that R- Scrody didn't pop up, be like, no. Fury, uh, Nick Fury is fired. He is not exactly. a part of this. He is the enemy. Do not trust him. Do not do anything he says. I thought it was interesting that Scrody at no point showed up to do anything in this. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. But you know, I love that we got the action, right? The action was yes, fun. The so action good. was very kinetic. Um, so 
like I said, this was a shorter episode, but we had a lot packed in here. I think I'm probably I'm probably higher on this than you are. I'm still for the most part enjoying this and for the most part am interested to see where this goes. I think I think this episode is going to change a lot. I think we're going to finally activate Emilia Clark as Gaia. I think she's finally going to get more than 10 words to say in an episode. Um, because I think I think we have seen in like the promos for this show that there was a scene where a guy is, is you know over someone that's probably dying and we probably in the beginning thought oh yeah it's probably Talos like I did I did feel Talos mm-hmm. is probably not long for this world at the beginning of the series so that has I think come to fruition I think Talos is really probably dead I don't think this is a fake out I think no, this no, is no. He's for real He's Talos dead. is done He's gone, gone dusted yeah um, so I think we're gonna get Gaia realizing. Uh, that you know, Gravik has now apparently killed both my mother and father. Um, it's time to get some payback. Time to kill Gravik to, to overthrow this insurgency. To team up with Fury. I think now, Gaia. I mean, Gaia is really all that Fury has right now. You know, it, and that's what I'm saying. And this is where your theory of what were they called? The Secret Warriors. Yeah, Secret Warriors. Yeah. Like, are they coming? Because no. I don't think so. Yeah, oh, I, I don't think Lord, so. Oh, this is uh, bad. Like, listen, you, uh, Gaia cannot equal Gravik currently from what mm-hmm. we know. Yeah. So is, are we, is episode five going to be like a training montage? <laughs> right. Like, listen, I would love for the Secret Warriors to really be a part of this. I just don't see the space we have to introduce them and bring them no in. you're right it's just i'm but, irritated because yeah and the question is how wow. how are we going to beat gravit because nick is a regular human and gaia seemingly only has extremist powers we could be you know tricked and fooled and maybe Unless she has Soren all of them comes back true and fury is a good scroll that's <laughs> yeah i'm telling you that's the only way this makes sense to me because mm-hmm. like I think we need some good scrolls on our side to yeah, get we, get something going. You would think we need something else, right? Because Gravik still has a whole army at his disposal. And, and we, we don't know who is who. Like, it could be the president tomorrow for all we know. Yeah. And we only have Fury and, and Gaia right now. So it's I'm really interested to see how they wrap this up. I hope they don't disappoint as they wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, it also makes it also makes me look at, of course, it makes me look at Rhodey in a new light. And again, it makes us wonder when was Rhodey taken over? Does Rhodey, does the real Rhodey know that Tony's gone? Uh, It makes me that much more curious for Armor Wars coming up, which is uh, a Rhodey focused movie. Um, It makes you wonder like if that is going to be a lot, that's going to be like what Rhodey missed when he was a scroll. And it makes you think like, would the real Rhodey have totally kind of, I don't know, abandoned the stark of it all would Rhodey not have tried to take over his friend's legacy would Rhodey have really gone into government as big as he has so maybe this movie will be about Rhodey taking back all the stuff that his his friend lost we still oh, wow. mm-hmm. we don't really have an idea of where the stark company legacy exactly. is right now we yep. would assume that pepper has it but we haven't seen really hide nor hair of pepper or anything stark related really uh, so I'm curious about what and what even that via Spider Man we haven't mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like usually at least maybe through Spider Man they could have given us some crumbs but they said yeah. no we yeah we I mean not. We, that's not we us. got like we got an inkling from uh, Far From Home but I'm I'm really sure interested but to see not how enough. 
yeah, to see how Rhodey takes up the mantle of his friend, which I think might be a focus of Armor Wars, which I'm really curious to see um, what that's about. Uh, also, just side note, I, I, I have to I have to get whatever agent Colby Smolders has because you know she's only in like footage in these episodes but she gets that billing after every episode special guest star colby smolders just like she's still getting that money for that guest starring role in every episode. we know it's not a lot of residuals but right. but, yeah. but she's getting her sense baby right so it's like damn she's only in this archival footage she's, she's still getting that guest star billing every episode and it's uh, a, so I, it's the opening too right like it mm-hmm. says like guest star so i i again was like oh we might get another flashback you know i'm excited yeah. absolutely not yeah, it was like, surveillance footage. It's just so funny because it's the first thing you see after after the last scene of every episode. It's like, oh, that's yes. funny because like this this episode was just like that same footage we see of of uh, Gravik as, as Fury shooting her. So I, I just thought that was a little funny. Um, no, but it's yeah. still good. Yeah, Sasha, do you have anything else about Secret Invasion this episode? What you're hoping for? What you want to see coming up? No, I, uh, not too much, right? We had a short episode, which again, I will say didn't feel as short. Um, mm. it, like I, when you said 30 minutes, I couldn't believe it. I usually I look at the time, but I was like, oh, I feel enough, you know, like mm-hmm. to, I appreciate where this is moving. I think Marvel or Disney Plus, whatever, has a thing with episode fours. Like that seems to be the like, where all hell breaks loose because Loki met the variants uh, episode four, mm. I believe. And uh, uh, in Moon Knight, we that this was the ho- the hospital scene uh, uh, or the hospital. We, we, episode. Keep, we keep moving that uh, that uh, that goalpost around. Usually it's the, the uh, penultimate episode. Now it's yes. the anti-penultimate episode where big things happen. Yeah, but, and WandaVision, uh, um, I, episode five was crazier, but still, it's just, it's interesting that it seems like episode four is, like, now a goal, yeah, like, goalpost, or, like, the the where everything's gonna go to hell before our yeah. heroes get it together, so all I'm saying is, who are you gonna call, Nick Fury, because uh, Carol, is she waiting? Carol's, I think we're waiting. Carol's chill. I have no idea where Carol is. Carol is chilling, chilling, chilling. Carol's in the ether at this point. Yeah, Carol just... got snapped by Thanos 2.0 because I, me, I don't understand. Okay, you would think he would. That would be the first call, right? But he's like not even, not even, not even sweating it. Not calling any of his super friends. Nothing. So at this point, and, and someone on Twitter um, posted the picture of uh, when <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but it's just it is silly where Gravik is stabbing uh, Talos, and an interesting, you know, Talos stabbed Gravik. now Gravik's returning the favor <laughs> anyway so it's really interesting because they it's just a screenshot of his face with the really big eyes and it says are you gonna call carol now yeah maybe it's about time you called carol buddy. yeah or his face now that he has to call carol i think or something funny like that so <laughs> it's just my point is i i just I feel like this, I just feel it, that this is the one that's connecting to all the other movies or all the everything else coming up. So we got to make some moves. I think that's why I'm feeling frustrated. If somehow, somewhere, someone told me that this would be its own thing, I think I would not complain at all because I'm enjoying it. It's just, 
I need to know if this is connecting to everything so that I can be more excited. I'll say yeah. that. I think I think we talked we talked a lot about the cohesion yeah. connection early in the episode. I think I think if this was the plan of the scrolls were the ultimate plan for the MCU, this would be a good way to introduce them. Correct. Really. And if if Scrody is the real leader, this would be a great uh, precursor to mm-hmm. their real like introduction to into the main villain of marvel but i just i just don't see it we know nothing yeah i really think the scroll probably one and done here if not i think i think gaia will come out of this as a character in the mcu i think gaia will probably be what maria hill was to to fury will be his is a his right hand person and i think that will lead possibly to more appearances in the mcu but i just don't I still know what this will mean for scrolls in the future, but I, hopefully it means something. Maybe we'll see them in another seven years because it seems like we get <laughs> we there's so much happening now in the MCU that we don't get follow-ups very easily, which you know, as I as we talked about, is, is really a, a a downside of the MCU at this moment in time. They're focusing on so much, there's not time to follow up on things that are left uh left out there in the in the in the universe that still need to be answered. Um, but yeah, that's uh that's secret invasion. Episode yep. Four. Here uh, we are. I'm I'm excited. Two more to go, Jason. Two more. No to one knows go. what will happen. No one except for Bob Iger, who apparently hates it. Hates all <laughs> Disney Plus series. And um, I took that personally. Yeah. Um, Sasha, do you want to fill everybody in on where they can find you and what you're up to right now? Yes, as always, I'm over on Rob Has a Podcast covering Mess Magnets, a pop culture, celebrity gossip, everything ridiculous, vibes only podcast with Kirsten McKennis. I'm also covering a big deck or not below deck the podcast is big deck energy oh my god on the bravo tv wrap up speed um you definitely want to check us out uh, next week you know maybe new announcements coming who knows and uh in addition check out silent podcast for never have i ever coverage and for everything else just follow me on twitter at fun size underscore oh four what about you jason um, right now I'm on a hiatus from the a Perfect Match podcast because Married First Sight is in between seasons. But you can find me here on Poster Recast talking about the show Hijack with Marissa Garza. It's a, actually a really interesting show that no one's really watching. Uh, so if you need something new to watch, go check out that show and check out my coverage with Marissa here on Post Show Recaps. Um, recently I was on the Movie Ladder podcast talking Inception. I was on the Nine Day Fiance podcast with Puya. Uh, last week two weeks ago you were just on there mm-hmm. i think this past week so yes check, check sasha and i out on if you're into 90 day check us out <laughs> last two weeks on the uh 90 day fiance yes. podcast other than that you can find anything else i'm doing over on twitter at jayr1085 we'll see y'all next week for secret invasion episode five the penultimate episode until then always ask yourself who's